Hello my dear quiet rebels, so this is Meike here and this is the first of a behind the scenes series that I would like to start off for 2021. Towards the end of 2020 I did ask um, many of our wonderful listeners here what they would like to see next or rather hear next on the podcast and it was it was unanimous that there's clear need for much more deeper conversations of what happens behind the scenes of business and not just what happens in the business, if that makes sense. And I was all for it because at the end of the day, while all of us are business owners, that is not our only identity. There are many identities that we embody as we move forward in our lives some of them are literally down to our roots which is how we're starting this conversation today Um, and others we pick up along the way because I wasn't always an entrepreneur I embodied that a lot more in my early 20s and now my late 20s but there was one part of my identity that I had rejected pretty much with full force in my younger years and I really wanted to take you behind the scenes of this journey because the more and more I learn about myself I learn new ways in which I can serve you and in uh, fairly recent readings I've had a human design reading and a Kashuk record reading and both of them the overarching message was the fact that the more I learn about myself, the more I can embrace my true self is how I really am able to serve you because I'm all about amplifying unheard or underheard voices. But you only want to share that voice when you're confident in being able to speak about the things that matter to you. And I realized that I couldn't fully do that if there was a part of my identity that I was leaving behind in the shadows. And over the last couple of months, this journey has really unraveled and unfolded. And it's exactly what I want to share with you. So stay tuned. Hello, my lovelies. This is Meike Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. So I'd like to start off this episode with this wonderful gem of wisdom that my dad shared with me a couple of weeks ago. And my dad's quite an interesting one because he always manages to teach me life lessons. Um, 
<laughs> pretty much through Chinese proverbs a lot of the time. There's one that he often says, um, you know, are you riding on a donkey looking for a horse? <laughs> and he would often use that in the context of um, Korea. So are you kind of like piggybacking on something that's moving you forward as you find your horse, i.e. the thing that's going to propel you forward? So that's not the one I'm mentioning though, <laughs> but that's just an example of one of the life lessons he gives me. And the one I want to share with you today is when he said, you can't know who you are if you don't know where you're from. And this one resonated with me to my core. And the reason why is because there was a point a few months ago when I was able to see my friends. Um, we're all British-born Chinese. And I asked them, hey guys, do you identify more as British or Chinese? And this is a question with many layers because, again, all of us were born in the UK, but of course we are, we are Chinese. And I felt this wave of shame almost as I admitted that, oh, I actually identify more as British than I do Chinese, which is, to me, it felt ridiculous because when I look in the mirror, I can obviously see I'm Chinese, but why is it that I feel so disconnected from my cultural roots? And here's where the journey really began, because that realization that I had in front of my friends just really showed me how disconnected I've become. And of course, there is a reason why this episode has come to be. And it's because it's that journey of why I first disconnected with it and why I've chosen to reconnect. So let's start off why there was this uh, rejection at some point. So when I was born, I was actually raised in the countryside here in the UK. So I was born in North Devon. And then when I was nine, we relocated to London, which is like, it's the capital of England. So of course, it's going to be it's a, a huge change of pace with life. And of course, my sister and I were then... Um, we were exposed to a lot more diverse groups because when we grew up in Devon, we were actually, we were the only Chinese people in the town. And so we were literally, we felt like exotic birds in a cage in, in some shape or form because there was no one around us apart from our immediate family that were like us. So that became our norm. But then when we re relocated to London, suddenly we had access to a community of people who were just like us. Suddenly, you know, roots were spreading all around us and I met the people that my mum grew up with, like some of her friends from Chinese school and, you know, everybody in between. And this is where things started to happen. So I made a lot of friends in this group and then I started to notice that there was some ways of being, some traditions that they naturally knew and they naturally took part in that I had no clue about. And I realized that my education about my culture was was pretty much non-existent when I was younger. And so that's why I felt really out of step. I felt out of the loop with all of this. And naturally, because we didn't know this, this also um, 
this was also reflected in the fact that um, I can't speak for my sister because she, she's definitely learned a lot more than I have. But I'm just going to speak for myself here that I actually had little, like very little language skills when it came to speaking my mother tongue. And in case you're wondering, <laughs> um, there are many different dialects of Chinese and the most common is, of course, Mandarin and Cantonese. But I actually have a village dialect that's technically my mother tongue and it's called Hakka. And so I know a little bit of Hakka and I picked up some Cantonese along the way because of my partner who speaks Cantonese. But because there was this, like, this huge gap of my language skills, that's where everything really started feeling like this gaping hole. And unfortunately, along the way, there are a couple of people who weren't so open to that. And in this very community, which I thought was supposed to be like an extended family, actually became a pretty toxic place. To the point where it would be this running joke, of course, something that I would never laugh at, where they would say to me, you're not really Chinese because you don't speak it. You're not one of us. And whenever I attempted, I would either be laughed at or ridiculed. And it just kept reaffirming this belief that I wasn't a part of this group. And that caused a lot of disconnection. And this was during my adolescence. So pretty much from when I was a teenager, I was like, okay, clearly I don't belong here because all of you are saying that I don't belong here and I don't feel that connection. So if you think of multiple strings or multiple roots, even since we're talking about roots, I felt like all of them, almost all of them were severed. I was like, okay, I don't know about these traditions that you do around Chinese New Year. I don't know the right way to address someone. I don't know what you do at a wedding, what you do at a funeral. So all of that was like, okay, maybe I'm not Chinese, even though my skin tells me so. So there I was, growing up through my late teens and my early 20s and now my late 20s, and it's only recently where I felt this call to be reeled back to my roots, because any attempt I tried over the years was met with the same ridicule that I experienced when I was younger. But here's what happened. I realized that there was one root that was still particularly strong. And that was to my family, my immediate family. And also the fact that I had a lot of joy learning and cooking new Chinese recipes. Because this was one of the areas, the only areas of my life where I felt like, okay, I am Chinese because <laughs> I can do all of this. I can make all of these delicious meals and these are traditional and suddenly I found myself building up this cookbook of Chinese recipes where I would watch my 
parents, where I would watch my aunties and uncles, where I watch my partner's、um, family like cook all of these recipes. And then I would actually ask them and take notes. How did you make this delicious steamed egg? So steamed egg is one of my specialties now. <laughs> I can make this beautiful steamed egg,、um, and it literally is so smooth, like custard, and it's freaking delicious, and it's perfect on rice. <laughs> so cooking became one of the roots that was strong, and it kept getting stronger and stronger over the years, and. Slowly but surely, that just made me re-interested in the Chinese culture again. But there was a life event that happened at the end of 2020 that changed this forever. And it was the fact that I received the news. A couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, that my grandmother had passed away. This is the same grandmother who lived with me when I was growing up in Devon, and she is the reason why I know anything in Hakka, my mother tongue, because she's the one who taught me. And it was when she passed that it suddenly dawned on me because there was so many waves of emotion.、Um, I just allowed it to come and go as it was meant to. Like one minute I was crying my eyes out, and what was very interesting that one emotion that rarely makes a presence in my life was anger. And I had to ask myself, why am I angry though? And what I really felt like I needed at that point was just to have a safe space to share and vent my frustrations. So my partner was there to hold space when I needed to verbalize everything I felt. So it was to all of the people who ever ridiculed me for my. Poor language skills, speaking Chinese, and I had to really verbalize this to get this out of my system. And I found myself saying things along the side of, "I never was able to have a real conversation with my gran because of people like you, because you made me feel so ashamed that I feel like I really didn't belong, that I felt like I shouldn't try at all." And all of those years, when I turned my back on wanting to be invested at all in the Chinese culture, was time that I could have spent learning and trying to speak to the one person who ever made me feel like it was okay, even if I didn't know. So my grandmother, she's the only person who. Um, when she would speak to me, and she could clearly see, I, I didn't know how to respond back in Hakka, and she would laugh, but not in a malicious way. She would laugh, but she would look at me and say, or say with her eyes anyway, say, "Ah,、oh, my granddaughter, I love you anyway, even though you can't speak to me." <laughs> and I realized that there's so much more that I could have learned from her.
but now I can't. Except through stories that I choose to listen to and ask for from the family that still remains. So it was this life event that really propelled me to learn more about my cultural roots because I wanted to reconnect with my dad in particular because my dad has always really held traditions very dearly and I felt like it was a moment of transition that not only can I strengthen my bond with him but he could also be my guide back to reconnecting with the roots that I once rejected. I found my closure with my grandmother because it was during the holiday season towards the end of 2020 where we actually did hold her funeral. And what was somewhat poetic in a way was that while I was the granddaughter that could actually speak the least to her, I actually wound up being the person speaking for everybody. Because we were meant to create a eulogy where everybody would submit their stories if they wanted to share. And there was a part where I felt like I really, really wanted to talk to her myself, not through somebody else. So I found myself raising my hand to volunteer, to read out everybody else's stories for them. Because they each said how I want to, I don't think I can without crying. So I did. I got up, stood by the podium, and I read everybody's stories of how my grand was for them, who she was to them, what she meant to them. And for me, it was the most perfect way to find my closure and say goodbye without feeling regret. Because if there was one thing that I saw in those stories was that there was this interwoven regret that each of us held in our hearts about how we wish we tried harder. And that is something that I will never forget when I read everyone's stories. And by the end of my life, I don't want to look back and regret not trying to really understand where I came from. So this has been an ongoing journey and it has been really confronting at times, really confusing at times, but also really beautiful. Because I'll tell you, in the middle of 2020, when the Black Lives Matter movement started, I really found myself incredibly ungrounded because I didn't know where I stood. I didn't know what right I had to 
talk about various topics about race. Because on one hand, I have been a victim of racial discrimination. In every school I've been to, there has been various occasions of it. Another place where I felt like I didn't belong. But then on the other side, I also acknowledge the privilege that I have. That's why I felt really compelled to start this journey, this ever-changing, ever-growing journey of knowing who I am. Because the stronger I am to my own roots, the stronger I am to be able to stand up for the things that I want to say. And this is the specific reason why I wanted to do this episode today for you, my lovelies, is because maybe there is something that you can discover from your own roots or an identity that you have been rejecting even though you know it's a part of you. This journey of self-discovery and true soul-searching can really provide that security and that grounding that you need in order to navigate the really complex social climate that we're facing. And at the end of 2020, 2021 has shown us no different. And I want to share, I wanted to share this personal journey with you just to let you know a way that I've been trying and to encourage you to do so too if you feel called to. So I think that's all that I'm going to say for now on this topic of reconnecting with my once rejected cultural roots. And I want to thank you as well for letting me know that these behind the scenes deeper conversations are ones that you're actually interested in. So on that note, you'll find moving forward in 2021, and this may change in the future, but for now, there will be a behind the scenes solo episode with me every single month where I actually take you to see what's happening behind the scenes. Because I want to give you a broader picture of what it means to run a business, especially if you're a personal brand and your work is an an extension of who you are. You teach by being. And that's the last message I want to share with you today, my lovely. So thank you so much for joining me for this really very personal kind of journey that I want to share with you and this will not be the last and I would love 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 to hear your thoughts on this so if you feel cool to please do send me a dm on instagram you can find me at maykeesang that's m-a-i-k-e-e-t-s-a-n-g and just start a conversation there because I'm not sure if this is something that you're going to want to share but if it is then of course I welcome that too but I would love to start off a one-on-one conversation with you as well because this topic is not going anywhere. If anything, you'll probably be hearing it more and more as time goes on, but this is a first snippet for you. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Alrighty, bye for now.